Welcome to the Christ Quarter. Thank you for taking a quarter of an hour out of this day to enjoy the presence of Christ and the words of Christ. Today, let's read a section of scripture, discuss what it means, and how it applies to our lives. I hope that God will speak to you through my words, and more importantly, through his scriptures, and will bring you closer to him. I am blessed and thankful to have this time to speak with you, and I thank you so much for being with me here today. The Christ Quarter is available on Amazon Music. Just ask your smart speaker or app to play the Christ Quarter podcast. I'm also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode, I would like to talk to you regarding how Christians should react in stressful, confusing situations. When the world panics and removes their mask of civility, how do we Christians react? What do we show the world? The world is watching us to see if we can walk the walk that we've been talking about when times are tough. We have been very confident in God and his protection during church services, during Bible study, and so on. But will we continue to point to God as our protection, as our source, and our rest and our peace when times are tough and when people are panicking all around us? We should not only for our own good and for our family's good, but for those unsaved people in the world who are watching us. These are the times in which they really watch us to see if our God is real, if he is truly a real foundation for us when times are tough. So how do we do that? How do we show the world that God is real? By reminding ourselves that he is real and by leaning on him. These are the times that we need to focus on him and on his word and on his spirit within us. Look to God and enjoy his peace. Do you feel far from him today? Well, here are three verses to remind you of the goodness and the power of God. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James chapter 3, verse 16. And thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Keep these three verses in mind as you live your day-to-day life. It is vital that we keep our mind and hearts focused on God. It is also important that we show God in our lives so that we are doing our part to plant the seeds of faith in others, seeds that may help them turn to God. Today's scripture selection is Micah chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, 9 through 12, and Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. The King James Version reads as follows. And I said, Here I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and ye princes of the house of Israel, Is it not for you to know judgment, who hate the good and love the evil, who pluck off their skin from off them and their flesh from off their bones, who also eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them, and they break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot and this flesh within the cauldron? Hear this, I pray you, ye heads of the house of Jacob and princes of the house of Israel that abhor judgment and pervert all equity. They build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. The heads thereof judge for reward, and the priests thereof teach for hire. 
and the profits thereof divine from money. Yet will they lean upon the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. Therefore shall Zion for your sake be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem shall become heaps, and the mountain of the house as the high places of the forest. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. The NIV says it this way. Then I said, Listen, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of Israel. Should you not embrace justice, you who hate good and love evil, who tear the skin from my people and the flesh from their bones, who eat my people's flesh, strip off their skin and break their bones into pieces, who chop them up like meat for the pan, like flesh for the pot? Hear this, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of Israel who despise justice and distort all that is right, who build Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with wickedness. Her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, and her prophets tell fortunes for money. Yet they look for the Lord's support and say, Is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble, the temple hill a mound overgrown with thickets. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruits of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of you? to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the freedom and the ability to discuss your word and enjoy your presence. Help us to understand your word and your will for our daily lives more fully. We ask that you bless this discussion of your word, that it will speak to someone who needs to hear from you. We ask that you use his word to bring someone closer to you and that you will touch their hearts to love others through action in your name. That each of us will do something to show love to their neighbor, in action as well as in word. That each of us will do our best to represent you to the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The verses for today are addressed to leaders and to the Christians who are under those leaders' influence. In both cases, they know what God expects of them. Micah is talking to God's people who should know better. So let's get right to it. Heads and princes, do you not know what judgment is or how to exercise it? These are rhetorical questions showing that the leaders are not only doing wrong, but that they should know better. They're well aware of what they're doing. This is similar to children doing something that their parents have told them in no uncertain terms not to do. The children understand their parents and what they mean, but they are also secure in the fact that their parents love them and will protect them. This security gives them the emotional room to misbehave and disobey their parents. Is this how we treat God? Doing what we know is wrong, intending to ask for forgiveness later when it's safe and when we're in the security that God loves us 
and will save us? Parents require their children to behave and do as they are asked. Similarly, God asks us to do our best and requires us to not sin and to live justly. The latter part of the scripture uses the imagery of cannibalism. This is symbolic for the leaders using the people for their own purposes rather than seeing them as God's children. In verses 9 through 12, Micah is stressing the evil that the leaders are doing, perverting equity, taking bribes, and divining for money. Their actions were not only illegal in the way that we think of them today, but they were also a spiritual affront to the people of God. These leaders were in spiritual positions and looked upon as representatives of God. To do evil in this capacity is especially evil and brazen. They take this even further by saying that God will protect them in their evil actions and in their abuse of people. Are they that blind to think that God will, will allow them to continue in this way? It's difficult to think that they would, but we have many examples of the same behavior today. In the example of children disobeying their parents, their children are having a great time while the parents are gone. And they fully expect that their parents will have mercy on them when they come home and see their tears and see their regret. Unfortunately for them, their parents will likely see the need to correct them all the more severely because they love their children. God loves us and will correct us in his time. Similarly here, Jerusalem will be pulled down and will become as heaps of trash in a simple field. God gives us time to repent, but continued rebellion, continued evil cannot be tolerated. In verses 6, 7, and 8, Micah turns his attention from the leaders to the people. Micah seems to be addressing the people's willful disobedience and willful ignorance of what God requires of them. They seem to feel that what God requires of them is just too much. Micah starts out with burnt offerings of a year old calf, then moving to the more expensive thousands of rams, then the impossible ten thousands of rivers of oil, then the sacrifice of one's own child. Micah is showing that there is no specific amount that we can give to please God. God already owns everything, made everything. How can we impress him by returning to him some tiny little portion of what he gave us? God is interested in our heart. What we give him is nothing compared to the condition of our heart when we give it. Moreover, God has shown this to the people in the scripture today. Micah points this out. He says in my, in my paraphrase, What does God require of us but to do right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God? Let us hear Micah's words today and realize that God is not looking for work. He's looking for hearts, hearts that are after him, and he wants to have a relationship with us. Works are the result of an honest heart and the love of God. I wish to close out today with this verse. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and end of love, end of a sound mind. That concludes our scripture discussion for today. Thank you for spending this time with me, talking about, learning about, and enjoying Christ. It is my hope that God has used my words to touch you today and has brought you closer to Him. Please contact me if you wish to have further information about Christ. 
You may email me at blackhattoday@gmail.com with Christ's quarter in the subject line. You may also text me at 832-377-0044. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. The Christ Quarter is available on Amazon Music. Just ask your smart speaker or app to play the Christ Quarter podcast. I'm also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn about podcasting or have your own podcast, please share your name and your questions with me. If you would like to respond to anything I've said here today, please leave a voicemail or text at 832-377-0044. If you find value in the message you've heard here today, you may support me via my cash app, dollar sign black hat today, or via the links in the description. It's been a privilege to talk with you today, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. This is Kirk. Meet me again here as soon as you can on the Christ Quarter. Mm-hmm.